are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome. The Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group is on WISN. I'm Paul Cronforce, joined by your host, Aaron Kowal, in the big seat, the big chair. How are you, Aaron? Oh, I am great. How are you, Paul? Fantastic. We have... I'm fantastic because we have a fantastic guest. Welcome back to Chris Barons. Good morning, Chris. Morning, Paul. Chris has been on before, so welcome back, like I said. Thank you. With Horicon Bank. Now, we'll talk about Horicon Bank in just a little bit. First time I met you and you said Horicon Bank, I think I asked the silliest question ever. Where is that located? Uh, And it wasn't a silly question. (laughs) Right. In Horicon, Wisconsin. Yeah. Is that the only location? That's the official home base, yes. Oh, it is. So it was a kind of a silly question. Yes. In hindsight. The Kowal Investment Group, Aaron, locations literally all over the country. We'll get to that in a bit. How did your event with Jay Weber go? It was this last Thursday. It was awesome. As always, anything Jay does is is fantastic. So Yes, it is. We're very, very blessed, very lucky to, to be able to work with him. You have another event coming up soon. Yeah. Chris will be there. Chris Barons is with us today. And we'll give out all of that information once we get into the show. What is the topic with Chris Barons here today, Aaron? Keep family wealth in the family is the topic. So as the name implies, we don't want you to inadvertently make uh, the IRS a beneficiary of your retirement accounts uh, or your estate um, or... Uh, hostile third parties, and so we. Um, Chris is a guest on on the on the uh, the seminar that we're going to be running. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Go through what he does, strategies to avoid having um, your assets uh, unduly taken uh, before and after uh, death and or incapacity. Uh, it's at uh, Delfield Brewhouse on November sixteenth, and we're very very uh, much looking forward. Uh, to this event. November 16th. That's a Thursday evening, is it? Yeah. Yep. And again, it's complimentary to any listeners that would like to attend. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Come listen. Listen to what we have to say and what Chris has to say. And it'll be a uh, a, a terrific event. And yeah, it's, it's part of, um, you know, we're planning on doing more of these types of themes of events of keep, you know, keep family wealth in the family, because there seems to be so many people, I don't know, over the, over the last how many years that um, people with assets are becoming more and more of a target. And so you know, we're looking for ways to protect people from estate planning, from, like I said, hostile third parties, from creditors, from the IRS, um, you know, and in risk. So um, you know, that, that is something that you can um, look forward to and count on that we're going to be doing more of these because there seems to be a bit of a demand for this knowledge. Okay, so it's a few weeks away, November 16th. The Coal Investment Group with Chris Barron's uh, a part of this event, Keeping Family Wealth in the Family. How do you sign up? On the website, thekowalway.com. Or call with any questions. We give out the main phone number every week. This is for any question on the retirement clinic, 262-522-4040. Or thekowalway.com. Yeah, uh, exactly what I was going to say. Give us a call, 262-522-4040. Visit us, uh, thekowalway.com, or on all the the socials, Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, or X, I should say. 
uh, at Kowal underscore invest. Uh, also on LinkedIn as well. Have you guys noticed nobody's saying just X? They either say Twitter, oops, I mean X, or they say X, formerly known as Twitter. Normally I'll say I will. Normally I will say X, but then I, you know, it's like what? What are you, what are you talking? Yeah, yeah, you follow. People it aren't off. used to that yet. <laughs> yeah, you know, and um, as a little aside here, you know, I want to call things that they. I remember Belling would get annoyed when. Uh, uh, Midwest Express changed the name to Midwest Airlines, and he's like, "No, it's Midwest Airlines now. It's not Midwest Express anymore. You call things what it is." I, I, I always remembered that. It takes time, just like Miller Park took a while to get used to Amfam Field. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Chris Barron's again uh, with us a whole hour here today. Uh, great to have you, Chris. How would you describe today's topic? You know, keeping wealth in the family. It seems like a no-brainer. Of course, that's our goal, right? Uh, yeah, so to, in description, the, uh, you know, as a third party trustee, uh, you want to keep, um, you know, more wealth in the family. Um, sometimes that can come by way of planning, but other ways, other times it can come by way of, um, you know, who's going to oversee all of your assets, uh, if something were to happen to you or if you're incapacitated. Um, as you can imagine, there's a lot of greed out there and we get a lot of calls, um, when that greed is taking place. And people need someone else to step in. Tell me, I know what you do, but you know, assume that I don't know anything about what you do. What What do I need you for? Uh, what is the third? Because it's not. I mean, very, very small percentage of people utilize a service like you. And I think uh, it's very much a needed service in our, uh, in our country right now. Um, tell me more about what you do and how you work with clients. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, some of it is an awareness thing because everybody believes they have to name a family member, but it's just not the case. Um, so, and, you know, I get I work with a lot of people. I get a lot of phone calls. Um, attorneys send people to call me to talk about their planning. When the attorney attorney identifies a need in terms of whether they have a special needs child, they're concerned about um, a um, you know an in-law that uh, their daughter or son has married and they're concerned about uh, their daughter or son being taken advantage of. Um, you know, there are very, very, there are just many ways in which, um, you know, we can be uh, of benefit to the family um, when we're helping them with their planning. Um, in some cases they don't have um, either a kid, you know, a child nearby, they might be on the East coast or the West coast or they just don't have any family members at all. And so, what do you? What's the process then of working with you? What's um, how how do they go about doing that? Uh, it's it's going to be working with their attorney to you know discuss their plan or their estate plan. And our goal in all of this is always to make sure their last wishes are carried out. Um, so we that's our goal um, at the end of the day. So we would send them to their attorney. Uh, they'll have a conversation, but then come back to us. And a lot of people will ask, well, do I have to sign anything with you right now? And they really don't. Um, the documents that the attorney puts in place are really our contract, should something happen to them. Um, we're just in the, uh, what I term the on-deck circle, until such time as we're needed at some point in the future. Okay, so then what do you what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis? Then you pro you're the trustee on the trust. And then uh, beneficiaries of the trust want money and you make sure that they get paid or you pay them no matter what they want when they want it? 
Yeah, no, the, the Grand Tour, when they established uh, their estate plan, um, they likely created a trust for uh, a loved one um, that has set up after death, and that has terms under which that they can receive those funds. In other cases, it might be a personal injury trust that's set up, um, where, again, whereby there are terms of the trust in the document that dictate how and when we can uh, provide money to the individual. Okay, so like at, on their 30th birthday, on their 40th birthday, or if they need a car or tuition or things like that? That's correct. Yeah, it's kind of a standard um, four terms that are used um, in documents are health, education, maintenance, and support. Those are pretty standard in a lot of documents, but it might say for comfort and for other things, might give us a little more latitude and oftentimes the big word in a document will say in the trustee's discretion. So it gives us a chance to have a conversation and a dialogue with the beneficiary to talk to them about their maybe their budget, maybe reviewing their tax returns, and then making sure that the need is there. And then ultimately, you know, fielding their requests as they come in and then deciding how do we move forward from there. So is that, you know, especially important when, when you have something in the trust says to the, to the trustee's uh, discretion, because if it's a family member, they can be more easily manipulated, or, or, or what? Have you seen that at all? Now, I've seen it work uh, primarily the other way, which is, um, yes, they have discretion, but they're not necessarily <laughs> handing out any money. Um, okay. In some cases, in one case, it was a, an uncle who had a trust that was for the benefit of his kids and all of his nieces and nephews. And uh, shockingly, only his kids benefited from the trust. Very shocking. So um, there was a little bit of forensic accounting that had to be done to try to unravel that and then find the a new trustee. intention of the trust was to have them all benefit equally or? Uh, for their for education. Okay. But he wasn't necessarily sharing the terms of the trust and he wasn't sharing the accountings of what was in the trust and how the, you know, the distributions that were being made to the trust. Um, he was holding his cards very tight. Interesting. Um, Did, does he have to hold his cards tight? Can he put it in writing? This is my wish. No, I mean, as a beneficiary, they're entitled to information. Yeah. And it was the trustee holding it, uh, holding the, um, cards tight to the vest. So they, um, was it a lengthy court battle, or was it a fight to get him off of there, or did he just say, "Okay, I don't care anymore. I'm done." Uh, that one, <laughs> or that or one, not get into this one too much. <laughs> that one did end up with uh, some conversations. Um, was headed towards litigation, um, but they were the families were able to work it out. Uh, but you know, it, there was a lot of time spent on the forensic accounting to uh, come up with all the information and the history on the trust. Okay. Um, well, let's say a family has, you know, has significant assets and they've got good kids, you know, that are not fighting. Do they need your services? Uh, potentially. Um, and I say that because it all depends on, you know, I always say how many kids do you have and how many are married? Because if they're married, that adds an extra variable. And so, um, just having a conversation with them about, you know, do they think there could be any undue influence um, by a, you know, an in-law? Because right. that becomes an important factor. You know, because I know, and I don't know 
what they did or anything, but I know, like I told my parents, I said, use Chris as a third party trustee. I don't, I don't want to be the trustee on your trust. If something, you know, God forbid were ever to happen, um, that I don't want to, I don't want there to be any potential conflict or seeming of conflict or any sniff of that. Any, so I said, get me out. <laughs> Even though I'm, I know this business, I know I have a familiarity with it. I've, you know, I said, have bring Chris in to be the, the trustee. On so it. that's where you come in, Chris, as that third party. Correct. You are, so you're a trust officer. When people hear of trust, they think of estate planning, right? Right. They hear power of attorney. You mentioned the courts could be involved. We hear probate. That's all kind of jumbled up into what we're talking about today. But a lot of things we want to and try to avoid. Correct. We want to avoid the courts, I think, if at all possible, right? Right, right. I mean, it's not, uh, in, it's not terrible in all cases, but, you know, if you can make it uh, seamless and a little more efficient... Um, you know, I think that's the the best route to go. So, you know, one of the things that we have talked about on the show before is the holiday clause. Um, you know, tell me a bit about that. I think that explains a lot your role. Yeah. So it goes back to uh, some actual cases and actual um, families that in working with them. Um, you know, I say that we try to save holidays for families because if we're making the difficult decision or we're the ones saying no. It's not another family member, an uncle to a niece or a nephew, or a, an aunt to a niece or a nephew. Um, they're not saying no, or they're not saying no to their sibling uh, on a distribution from the trust. If you have family members as trustee, um, you know a lot of emotion gets wrapped up in that. Where for us, we're kind of focused on what are the facts of the situation. Um, certainly have a, a heart to you know certainly help if we can, um, but we also have. You know, a lot of experience of people that have tried various uh, antics, if you will, to get money out of a trust or start down that road. And yet, you know, through the probing process and asking questions, we can still, um, you know, kind of determine is this legitimate or not. Uh, the case where the holiday clause came from was a, uh, a daughter who was named as co-trustee with us. Um, and she had two brothers that each had a trust. And they came to her and said, um, you know, we'd like a distribution from the trust. We're going to start a business. Uh, but they had no business plan. Um, they didn't really do any projections. They really didn't have any, you know, insight or, um, you know, a future outlook for the business. Just said, we want this money because we want to try this. Um, their sister said to them, looked them in the eye and said, I think it's a wonderful idea. Call Chris. Um, she as they left her house, she called me and said, Chris, we're not doing it. <laughs> so we become the holiday clause. So it allowed her at Thanksgiving that year, she said, I told Chris he should have done it. So it allowed her to have continue to have that relationship with her brothers. That's good strategy, mm -hmm. right? By bringing you in that third party. Mm -hmm. Interesting. The holiday clause, almost like the movies. Now that we're getting near the holiday season, yeah. Aaron, the, the Santa Claus. Yeah, all those Santa Claus with Tim Allen, the series that. of movies. <laughs> yes. Are your kids getting too old to watch those movies now? No, no, we are getting to watching Home Improvement as a family now, <laughs> really? and they love it. The old sitcom yeah. with Tim Allen. My oldest bought me a Tool Time hat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, the, the grunting that he does. I, th I mean, I think we're at an we miss the good old sitcom. There's yeah. really not much on family friendly, and that that's family friendly that you can all enjoy with the kids, that, yeah. and that's a good one. Yeah. So as uh, I like that, the holiday. That's our favorite movie 
her favorite TV show growing up watching that around. So yeah, you, you, he mentioned you know the holiday clause earlier, and that's exactly where my mind went was yeah. Santa Claus. I would just add too, uh, with the holidays coming up, now is a good time to have conversations with family members about uh, tangible property or items in the house. Um, certainly ask them if there are items that they want. Some of the biggest arguments and um, you know disappointments, I guess, for families is that they there are items in the house that are sentimental that they always wanted but maybe never expressed because they felt it was awkward with mom and dad. But if mom and dad, you know, turn and give it to someone who doesn't want it and find out later that that's something that somebody else wanted, it, there can just be a lot of hurt feelings from mm-hmm. tangible property and items in the house. Yeah, you hate to see families break up over money. Money is one of those things that can, uh, without sounding naive, of course it can break up families. And it has, but if you can avoid that at all costs, and who wants to see the holidays ruined or become a tradition where now we don't get together anymore? Right. So uh, we are talking with Chris Barons with Horicon Bank, along with Aaron Kowal on WISN's Retirement Clinic, keeping family wealth in the family, Aaron. That's where we want it. We want to keep it in the family. I think that's the goal, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> you think right. Um, and, you know, that, is, that is the goal, and and. As I mentioned, there's so many forces out there that, that want to separate you from your assets. You've spent a lifetime building up your assets. It's really hard to build up uh, a chunk of change. And, and so it's, um, you know, it's a good practice to review your planning, um, update your, your planning, update your thinking on how things are. Like, you know, maybe there's things you wanted to go a certain way. And maybe there's, you know, option that there are better ways or different ways to execute your, your vision. Um, and so, you know, that's why I like working with, with Chris and I like that he, uh, offers a pretty unique service that is not, I think that I think is very, very underutilized. It's not used nearly as much as it should, uh, you know, should be with, with clients. Does that include updating the estate plan? Yeah. Which could mean updating the trust. Chris, you, a lot of moving parts, right? Families change, dynamics change, divorce happens. You might have stepchildren that you didn't have. It's a case by case. Absolutely. Um, you know, second marriages are another popular situation where, um, third party trustees or corporate trustees are, are needed or wanted because you've got children from, um, you know, two different families. And so the parents will turn to us as that impartial party that will um, sort it all out and make sure their last wishes are carried out. So how does that, you know, how do those conversations go? If you could walk me through, because it seems like, you know, um, it could be a challenge to say, well, I want my kids to get this. But but you don't help determine what happens. You execute what has determined to happen. Right, right. So we will... We'll have a conversation with them about options or things we've seen or things that they might want to discuss with their attorney. Um, but the attorney is the one drafting the plan and crafting their wishes. And then Horicon Bank would be named in the document. And at that point, then, we're just carrying out their last wishes. But we will meet with uh, many folks to talk about their um, you know, their estate plan and their vision. Um, oftentimes they don't know how it works when there's a corporate trustee. So we talk about that first, but then we go into here, here are some suggestions when they start describing their scenario and their family dynamic, we'll offer some ideas or suggestions that they can take back to their attorney. Um, 
And you don't write the documents, right? You just, Correct. You execute. Um, so then what's the onboarding process? You know, what's the process for new clients to start working with you? Because a lot of, I can imagine that a lot of times, unless the uh, children have been remarkably well informed by, by the parents, that you get clients that you didn't actually <laughs> close or sell or, or, right. or, become familiar with i can imagine in most cases it's like wait who's this chris guy i deal with that's uh that's correct yeah no i, I was gonna ask the same question you read my mind yeah. yeah what's why is this third party involved i mean you want to avoid and i can't get awkward, rid of him or what <laughs> yeah and right. that could it, right. that could be awkward and the right. timing of these conversations i don't think you want to have them on christmas day no no uh not on christmas day uh you know and it does vary i mean in some cases um uh Parents will share it with their child. In other cases, they won't. Um, in some cases, it's you know they are. There have been cases where it's um, you know tragic events where we're called, and so those are always difficult. And our goal is always to you know not not insert ourselves into the process, but certainly if there's a death, allow the family to certainly grieve, get through that process. Let them know we're here. We're going to take care of things. We'll reach out to, you know, if it, if it is a death, we'll reach out to the funeral home right away to say, you know, we need to take, we need a little bit of time before we can act because we need to have proper authority to, you know, pay expenses and, um, you know, get ourselves, you know, enter the home and things like that. So once we have authority, then, um, you know, we will reach out to the funeral home and say, you know, as soon as we have this, we can pay your bill, um, you know, but there are, and then there are a number of utilities and obviously things like that that have to be taken care of. But somebody has to cancel the credit cards, you know, pay final expenses, file the final tax returns. Those are all things that are part of that process. You don't have to have extreme wealth to have this done. This is for any family, right? It really is. Right. We're not just talking to millionaires out there. No, not at all. Um, you know, there isn't, uh, we don't really have a minimum account size, just a minimum fee because there is a. there can be a lot involved. In some cases, people might have a home and a checking account, um, but it's still the same process and there's still a lot involved in someone's got to clear out the house and, you know, make sure their last wishes are carried out. A lot of, I think after the break, we'll talk more about this, but Aaron, don't you think there's a lot of misconceptions in, with regard to a retirement plan, an estate plan, because you know you hear these things, well, I don't have much wealth, I don't need that. I don't have much of a, of a 401k plan. I don't need a retirement plan. I think it's just the opposite. You do need a plan. You do, yeah, and, and I think um, you hit the nail on the head there that you, know, you do need a retirement plan. You do need uh, an estate plan, and you know even if you feel confident in it. What happens to your family? What it to your your spouse? To your heirs? Do they need to know what's going on, you know. As well, I mean, there's been many times where um, we've worked with clients that the uh, most times the husband took care of all the financials, took care of all the investing, took care of of everything. Maybe the maybe you know the wife would pay you know, pay some of the bills and. Uh, you know, things like that, but he handled all the major things like the, the estate planning, and she doesn't know what's going on. So, something happens to him, and statistically, we die faster. Yeah, and I think this is common in, in yeah. American households, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then she's left picking up the pieces. 
and not right. knowing where all that account info is and yeah. just finding general, statements it, for things. Do you find that, Chris, too? You know, one person does the taxes, one does the bills, one all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And maybe um, and get, get together, communicate a little bit more. So as a third party, we're talking with Chris Barons today, if you're just joining us. The topic on the retirement clinic is keeping wealth in the family. A lot more coming up, including with Aaron Kowal, the boss segment after the break. Business owners, their savings and security. The wealth management preservation segment coming up as well. And an event coming up about three weeks from now that Chris will be a part of. Chris Barons will be joining the Cowell Investment Group on November 16th at the Delafield Brew House. More information on the website, thecowellway.com. And if you've got questions for Chris, I want to let's give out your direct line at Horicon Bank, Chris. Right. 262-808-2678. And of course, any questions for Aaron and the good folks at the Cobalt Investment Group, where you hear them Monday through Friday, doing those market updates on the Mark Belling Show. And then, of course, every Saturday, Aaron, this program, the retirement clinic now, and it's Twenty going on twenty three years. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's it's we've been around for a while. It's fantastic. And it's a lot you've of fun. Added some locations recently. We'll talk about that and a lot more after a quick break here at News Talk eleven thirty WISN. We'll be right back. Clinic. We continue with the Kowal Investment Group. The retirement specialist, Aaron Kowal, is your host. He is the president of the Kowal Investment Group with now locations in, we call it the Galactic World Headquarters, I think. <laughs> Whatever. Waukesha. <laughs> in Waukesha, you have now added locations, the most recent in Delafield, right downtown, in Racine, in Port Washington, that's up in Ozaukee County, beautiful area. Of course, Phoenix, Arizona, now in Florida, Aaron. Yes, yes, we have an office in Cape Coral, Florida as well. We have a lot of clients that have are spending quite a bit of time uh, down there, and so we have an office open to meet their needs as well. Yes, that would be the time of the year that we're headed to, right? The, the next couple of months, yes. when it starts getting colder and those snowbirds... Uh, here in Wisconsin, take off. Right. Uh, so let's get back to Chris Barons is our guest today of Horicon Bank. And we're talking about you know, generally estate planning, but how to keep family wealth in the family. And Aaron, this is the boss segment. So we're going to do it with Chris and you together. It's business owners, their savings and security. Yes. Uh, so it's, it's interesting because this topic can, uh, with, with Chris can get into a lot of different areas. And we were talking about uh, you know, closely held family businesses and how you work with, with, I mean, we, I'm in a closely held family business. Um, you know, how, how do you work with, uh, with something, with, with a client like that? Um, what kind of services do you offer there? What do you run into? What do you see? What's the best way to plan? And then what's the best way to execute if God forbid your services are needed? Right. Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. The, uh, you know, for a closely held business, uh, you know, first and foremost, if we're named in a document and there's been a tragic event of someone passing away, we want to first uh, kind of get an overall assessment of all assets, including the family business, and find out what's, uh, you know, how is that operating, who's running it. Um, and, you know, it might be that there's no one running the business because the the decedent uh, was the one calling all the shots. In cases like that, I mean, we want to get uh, eyes on the situation as soon as possible and then uh, possibly hire a, 
a CFO or someone to come in in an interim basis to you know get eyes on the business and and maybe run it for a period of time. Uh, the biggest thing that we're interested in in situations like that is securing the value. Mm-hmm. So as you can imagine, um, you know if uh, if it's a if it's a single entity like a dentist, as you can imagine all all of the wealth or all of the value is in that in that dentist yeah. and in his hands. And so, and you're uh, not going to dental school. To I'm run not this. going to dental school. You can guarantee it's guaranteed. I won't be doing that. But uh, you know, we do look to you know make phone calls possibly to all the patients right away to let really? them know because they might, if it's a small community, you know, Horicon, we're kind of throughout uh, Dodge County, Fond du Lac, Oshkosh, Appleton area. You know, if we came across a situation like that and they read about a death in the paper, they're going to be wondering, well, where am I going to for my dental work any, mm-hmm. uh, anymore? So, um, a word spreads too. It really does. Smaller communities. Like and that. so we might, uh, we might be making calls to, you know, the patient group or sending emails or, um, you know, it might be if it's, uh, someone who's maybe not using, uh, email or social media. It might be a you know it might be an actual physical phone call to them um, because we want to let them know there's a plan there's something in place we're working on it just sit tight and we'll, we'll get back to your you. service will be able to continue just, correct we're figuring out and he you know he or she had the foresight to make sure you were taken care of and and that's what we're here to do right yeah that's that's pretty great that sounds very involved <laughs> it can be certainly can be. But certainly, these things happen every day. Absolutely. You know, business owners do pass away. People Mm -hmm. pass away. Mm -hmm. So what if the, you know, um, ownership of the business is in a trust and there's there's beneficiaries for a trust? Um, Do you run the business and pay dividends? What do you... What do you do? Yeah, that can be, uh, you know, a couple of different ways. So we might be, you know, overseeing someone, you know, someone that we've hired to run the business, which in that case, you know, all of the, you know, equity that follows the shareholder um, or the shares from the business, all of that activity will flow through the trust. And then we'll we'll be making distributions to the beneficiaries um, based on all that activity that's coming through the trust, dividends and interest. And... Is that a long-term solution, or I mean, can you can you be the trustee for a long, you know, a long term? Do you then are you overseeing if if you have somebody in the family or not in the family? Are you overseeing um, the CEO that you put in place? Are you do you create a board to manage it? Then at what point does do you turn into like a private equity fund where you have all these <laughs> companies that right. you're running? Right, there might be. Uh, usually, there's a board that's already in place. You know, it all depends. Uh, for a smaller business, maybe not so much. Yeah, like we don't have a board, um, you know. Right, so we would we would look to put in the proper structure. Um, it might be something that we continue to do long term. It might be more of a short term fix. In other cases, would you usher like through a sale, you know, work through a sale could, of the business. Could be working through a sale of the business if that's the intent, especially if that wish has been uh, declared yeah. Yeah. in their documents. Um, it might be a sale to a, you know, there might be a buy sell or something in their agreements and documents with, uh, with employees that are already in the business. What if they say that they want the business to stay in the family, but nobody in the family wants to run it? Yeah, then it's. Uh, I mean, that might be their wish. Um, but I'm sure usually in those cases we have discretion. 
Sure. Um, and so we would hire someone to run the business, but then, you know, it make a determination through a lot of uh, consultation and from a lot of consultants on mm-hmm. what's the best uh, step forward. Hey, you can't you can't make your son or daughter move on, correct? With the with the business, if they're not willing to, or if they don't want to, or they're not qualified. What if or that? That's even worse, I think. Right? right? Yeah. What if the, right. the the child wants to be, you know, in, run the business, but they don't. Uh, they don't. They aren't qualified, or they the per, the um, person who wrote who brought you on the original owner doesn't want to tell them that they're not cut out. Yeah, right. What do, right. You, do they leave that to you then to have that conversation? Right. It might be up to us uh, in conjunction with their uh, attorneys um, <laughs> to deliver that message. I can imagine you've had many awkward conversations in your career. Uh, there have been several. <laughs> But again, that as a third party, that's what you do. That's yeah. your correct. job. Correct. And it does make it less stressful than on the family and the dynamic at play. In you know, in in one case or in several cases actually, um, there are um, you know, it, it's it can get right down to asking the elderly parent if it's if living at home is getting to be too much because it's too awkward of a conversation for the kids to ask the right. question. Right. And so, you know, I've had it where. I've asked the question, and they were the elderly person was more comfortable sharing it with me right. than always been admitting strong that to their parents, you know? right? And right. that's that's okay. I mean, everybody's different. Some people Correct. say that's my son. I'll have the conversation myself. Right? You know, maybe that relationship is there's strife there, or Correct. it hasn't yeah. been good, right. or they live on the East Coast or the West Coast, and you don't see them often. Right? A lot of factors at play. This yeah, is this is a great boss thing because it pertains to not just individuals, but certainly keeping family wealth in the family Aaron applies to business owners too absolutely we didn't even get to my second part that I wanted to talk to on the boss second so maybe after the next break we'll come back to that and it's just you know being being in bed with the IRS or being having them as a partner in your business if something were to happen so we can certainly talk about that on the other side. Well, that's right. a good tease. Nobody wants to tune out when you talk about the IRS. Oh, right? yes, yes. Um, and, of course, the uh, regular feature on this show, which comes up next, we'll tie that into the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. comes up each week on the Retirement Clinic with Aaron Kowal. Our guest today is Chris Behrens with Horicon Bank, Keeping Family Wealth in the Family. That's our topic. You got a question? Call the Kowal Investment Group, 262-522-4040. Or their site, thecowalway.com. Million dollars. Well, I'd buy you a house. I would buy you a house. And if I had a We are back with the Retirement Clinic. This is the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. And by way of background, Aaron will sort of explain this. But we are including this kind of a hybrid Wealth Management and Preservation segment with our guest from Horicon Bank, Chris Behrens, is in the studio with Aaron Kowal. We're talking about keeping family wealth in the family. Yeah, and this is directly ties to that. You know, we um, we, we didn't get to, to explore a topic that I find very interesting. Uh, so it, it does apply for the Wealth Management Preservation. It also applies for a boss segment. Um, you know, but ongoing, you know, Ongoing bill to the IRS. You know, a you have a family business, and owner dies. Do you have to sell the business? Do you have to liquidate everything to pay the estate tax? What do you do? Yeah, they, in the ideal world, you're not selling the business, so it becomes a kind of a negotiation, somewhat, 
um, with the IRS. So you're, you know, you're filing your estate tax return. There aren't a, you know, there aren't many estates that qualify for that anymore or are required to do it. But for those that are, you know, there's a filing, um, and then there's a conversation or a dialogue back and forth with the IRS. Um, but coming to terms, hopefully that you can, uh, pay over time is the hope and the wish that comes out of those conversations. So, uh, I mean, is it that simple? I mean, can can you um, elaborate on that, or can you? Will they just say, "Yeah, sure, we can we can get a deal," or do they say sometimes say, "We want that now"? Right. I mean, it's it is a, a little bit of a dialogue and a conversation back and forth um, w- between the attorneys and the IRS, um, trying to work out uh, you know something that uh, works for everyone. They could be very hard about it and say, "This is what we want." Have you ever seen that that they've been? Oh yes, heard about that, yes. and and then they, you know, they might, they might say, you know, they may disagree with what's been filed and the numbers that have been filed, which changes everything, because now you have to come up with maybe more funds that they're looking for. Okay, so it just depends. Yeah, that's yeah that that can be. I guess it emphasizes the need to, um, to really get the planning and get your ducks in order, and have good counsel. Yeah. Yeah, because that—I mean—that's the last thing that the family wants. That any business needs is that you know, the principal owner passes away, and the IRS comes with their their palm out, you know, wanting their want, wanting to be paid. They could force a sale, you know. Yeah. It could force a sale, but uh, hopefully, you can work it out. Yeah, and most of the time, you're able to work it out. Do you think? Or yes, I mean that's uh, in my experience uh, that has been the case, but there could be. There could be times. There are times, uh, certainly that I've uh, know about and I've read about where that's not the case. Okay. If we had like a two-hour show, you could do horror stories that we could learn from. I bet. Oh yes, things you've seen over the years. Oh yes, <laughs> but you need to protect the identity of the uh, of those involved. Right. right, that's correct. But honestly, right. you can learn from mistakes of others and anything that goes for for life in general. Aaron, right? Yeah. You don't want to see bad things happen to families. You don't want to see that wealth disappear. Right. Or strife within the family. Well, you say keep family wealth in the family, and the IRS is the huh, as far away from that as you can can imagine. That's right. Yeah, they they want their pound of flesh, and they don't care how they get it. Uncle Sam's going to probably get it. But you said to seek good counsel, have good counsel, representation. Correct. That's where you do come in as that third party, Chris. Uh, potentially, but it's usually uh, with their attorney and their accountant. Um, that's that's who's primarily having those conversations. With the IRS. Yep. Aaron, any other thoughts to put a little, pretty little bow around that package before we... <laughs> Not on that. Um, you know, no, it's just, you know, all the things that we've discussed today really highlight the need for working, you know, for getting the planning done when it's not a crisis. Uh, that you got to talk to somebody like... Chris, like the, the retirement specialist with us. Before that, it's a crisis. Before it's right? a crisis to get everything... Um, it was to get everything in order so that when, um, you know, when, you know, when, when, when fit hits the shan, you know, you, you have a, pl- you did that well, <laughs> you, you, did, that, that you do, did that well in a live radio show. Right. Right. You know, Hey, I'm a pro. Yeah, Same, well. It's not my first rodeo. Um, you know, and so make sure and have, what about POAs, Chris? Did you have your powers of attorney in place too? Right. So uh, not all uh, trust uh, departments or trust companies will act as a power of attorney, but as a third party, we will. 
um, act in that capacity. And that becomes important um, if you, uh, if someone is incapacitated, you need someone to oversee the IRAs and the investments um, and also to p- continue to pay your bills. So uh, it's important to have that in, play, in place, um, you know, with, along with your will and your trust. If you have any questions, there's two things you can do. You can call the Cobalt Investment Group. You can call Chris at Horicon Bank. In fact, I'll give out his direct line right now. Chris Barons is our guest on the Retirement Clinic, 262-808-2678. Also, an event coming up, Aaron, let's just take a half a minute or so and talk about it because Chris will be a part of this event Thursday, November 16th at the Delafield Brewhaus. It's keeping family wealth in the family. It's what we're talking about today. Yeah, that's going to be a great event. Uh, you know, Chris is part of part of this event, and you know he's a panelist and he's going to share you know, expertise on estate planning, trust administration. Um, you know, and so if you want to sign up for that event, go to the Kowal Way, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. Uh, Click on the events tab. It's a free event. Um, but you do need to to register your seat. We we want to be be able to tell them how many people we have uh, we have coming and get an idea for what to expect. Complimentary and it's free. Yeah, yes, that's my dad's line. <laughs> yeah, <you've, laughs> and they'll yeah. say nice things about you. <laughs> and they'll say nice things about you. You picked up on that over the years, yes. right? Oh my gosh! Yes. You know, you so just many. had this event Thursday with Jay Weber, and uh, this is uh, similar. It's it's complimentary, as we mentioned just now. But you do have to sign up. Please check it out. Thekowalway.com. There is an events tab. That website has a lot of good info as well. By the way, congrats to both you and Jeff. Your name to the Forbes Best In-State Wealth Advisors. Yep. Right? Yeah. Uh, this last year and several years, a new award to Joe just announced the Coal Investment Group named to the Forbes Tops RIA for. I had to ask what RIA was Registered last week. Investment Advisor, yes. <laughs> Registered Investment Advisor, yet another acronym yep. in your industry. So uh, kudos to everybody at the Coal Investment Group also doing those market updates Monday through Friday on WISN. And this show, Saturdays at 10 a.m., almost got the time wrong. 10 o'clock, The Retirement Clinic. Some final comments with Chris Behrens and Aaron Kowal right after this. Wrapping up this week's Retirement Clinic, we're thanking Chris Behrens from Horicon Bank. Thank you so much for your time today, Chris. Thank you, Paul. We talked about that third party, right? Keeping family wealth in the family. That's where you come in. Right. What's your official title then? Trustee? No. You're not. Horicon yeah. Bank is the trustee, and I'm a trust officer, vice president. At Oricon Bank. There we go. And again, we talked about reaching out to you. Let's give out your phone number, your direct line. 262-808-2678. Thank you, Chris and Aaron. We can always make changes, right? So what if we don't have a good plan? What if we've got to blow the dust off the plan? That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a call. We'll make sure that, that uh, what you've got, if it needs to be updated, that we can get that updated. Um, and working with people like Chris and with other uh, terrific professionals, uh, in our office and outside our, our company that we're able to uh, make sure that you're protected how you should be and that um, you know you keep family wealth in the family. Keeping that wealth in the family is something we touched on this show. If you've got follow-up questions, you can reach out to the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, 262-522-4040. You're all over social media, including X. Yes. On, uh, formerly known as Twitter. Formerly, yeah. Formerly known as, as Twitter, uh, at Kowal underscore invest on LinkedIn. Connect with our company on LinkedIn. 
also on Facebook as well. And our website, thekowalway.com, our phone number 262-522-4040. Aaron Kowal, president of the Kowal Investment Group. Thank you once again, Aaron. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. You too. Thanks. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in each weekend, Monday through Friday, on the Mark Belling Show for those daily market reports from the Kowal Investment Group News. Coming up next, WISN Milwaukee.